That's show here on the Mayo Media Network. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by Prize Picks. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through Thursday's night of action. DJ, how you doing? I'm doing uh, great. I decided to wear my ugliest jersey tonight for the ugliest team in the NHL, the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> if you are blinded by the bright yellow Turdburger jersey, um, I will remind you that they did actually wear these in games. I'll give you a full effect for the, the viewers. Everyone go check it out. Um, if you don't remember the ugliest jerseys ever conjured up, you can go on YouTube and check us out on YouTube at on the Mayo Media Network. Hit the subscribe button. It's worth it uh, to remember how ugly these were. I wanted to get a Cody Hodgson or someone really prolifically bad. I got Ryan Miller, who was traded halfway through the year as the Sabres completely decided to trade any goalie that won a game. So I am terrible as far as Sabres, but we're not here to talk about the Sabres because they're terrible. We're here to talk about all nine games that are going to be played. It would have been 10. Unfortunately, the game in Dallas uh, is not going to play. So, Matt, how are you doing? Uh, Anything you want to say before we get started? Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing okay. The uh, Red Wings stole a lot of money from me on Wednesday night, so uh, we'll get into things. But uh, first, I just wanted to mention prize picks real quick. Um, Unfortunately, as of recording, we don't have the prize picks available at this exact moment. Um, However... You know, our friends over at prizepicks.com, uh, they have an awesome website. Make sure you use code MMN when you're signing up. Uh, essentially, what you are doing is you are creating entries uh, based on, you know, picking the over or picking the under on various fantasy scores. So even though we don't have hockey right now, you know, you can go over there. You can look at the Counter-Strike, you know, our boys, uh, our boys Zywoo over there. You can bet the over on Zywoo. You can mix that up with maybe an NBA pick. Um, you know, I'm not an NBA guy. I don't really know much about what goes on over there. Um, you could also mix it up with some tennis, some golf. Uh, there's a ton of opportunity for you on Thursday. Um, and yeah, you pick up the five selections and if they all hit, you know, you can get up to 10 times your money. So, uh, make sure you check out prizepicks.com for, uh, you know, all of your cross sport par, uh, you know, (laughs) type, bets uh, entries <laughs> yeah, and also check us out on the mail media network twitter um we'll be posting ours tomorrow for that so if you want to yeah. check those out um <laughs> we can get right into it though if you're ready that we'll get into the nine games of action starting with new jersey at boston if you're ready yeah of course you know i'm just looking over at DraftKings and FanDuel sportsbook to just you know figure out my nine game parlay here so oh yeah yeah, all right. yeah, um, yeah, but unfortunately, we don't have odds right now for all of the player props on DraftKings, so we're going to primarily focus on the FanDuel ones. Hopefully, some of them cross over to the other side. Um, if you you know have any questions, definitely reach out to us personally on Twitter if you want to get some more information from us. I know I've been posting a lot of mine, and people have been liking them. I was one off from a nice big parlay hit on Tuesday, so hopefully, to get that back on Thursday with a big one. So, Matt. Are you ready to get after this New Jersey-Boston game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have Boston at minus 235 here. Uh, you know, pretty large favorite here for this Boston side. We just saw New, New Jersey, the only team basically to come off of the COVID list or, you know, COVID uh pause let's say and actually look like a functioning nhl team you know uh, buffalo and minnesota completely you know wet the bed for us um new jersey looked pretty good though so i find that almost immediately plus 195 on new jersey to be mildly intriguing um you know so far this year they're five three and two definitely looking you know okay so i don't know Deej, uh, what are your thoughts on that and this game in general i think i'm personally a little bit favoring the under i'm not sold on it yet i don't really like the idea of new jersey repeating this uh line three magic they got last game with guys like uh is it nick merkley right um and sure uh, kakinen or uh, that kukin nanin i have no idea who this guy is uh with the three points um, I, I just don't really see them finding that secondary scoring against Boston quite as well. I think Boston just has a little more depth than the Rangers and they'll find a way to shut down these guys I've never heard of. Um, I think that overall, I'd like this game to be more of like your three to one, uh, four to one type of game, five, four goals. And I think Boston probably wins it, but I do think it's intriguing. I mean, it's such a huge spread. Um, 
for you know, to take the Devils that it's not the worst thing you could do in the world. I think they're a bit better than meets the eye, but I'm not going to bet the house on it by any stretch. So I do agree more often than not in this game. I'm just kind of looking at some of these props for Boston. Um, I think my favorite one on over on FanDuel right now is what we got is the Bergeron one point. Um, it, he has to hit the one point to push, but it's plus 120. So if he does get two points, you know, it's positive value. If he gets one, at least it pushes for you and you're not like up, you know, you're out the, out the whole parlay if you make one. Uh, Matt, is there anything you like here from a player prop perspective? Yeah, I was thinking of, um, you know, Jack Hughes, if he's plus 118, um, you know, that seems pretty solid. Like he's playing with Jesper Bratt and Andreas Janssen at five on five. Um, I like both those guys okay. Most notably on Daily Fantasy, uh, drafting specifically, those guys are each 2.5k like you know um it's very it's very good value there uh brat is also on the top power play unit there so um you know not i don't really love like his betting odds or anything but brad especially over on you know on DraftKings, is a great way to open up a lot of salary um you know ways to play guys like uh, ovechkin and austin matthews and the other top tier plays we'll get to including you know uh Pasternak and Bergeron, like you mentioned. So uh, one other area I wanted to point out was um, Pasta down on the second line with Nick Ritchie and David Krejci. The top power play there, uh, now Charlie McAvoy will be manning the top unit. So it's just a little bit of tinkering going on in Boston. You can certainly stack all three of the top big guns. Um, You know, power play, they could get there. They could absolutely play together at five on five. Um, but I really prefer to try and work in like Nick Ritchie and Pasta and make it work that way. So um, before we get to the Rangers at Philadelphia, anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I mean, I do think that uh, Nick Ritchie has actually been very, very good. I'm not sure if I'm going to include a goal prop, but he has been shooting a ton. Um, I wish I was kind of hoping we could get some hugely inflated power play odds, but he's not even on there. So we can get over to the Rangers at Flyers. Um, this is a six over under as of recording, uh, I, I, kind of closer to favoring the Flyers, but also kind of a pick them Flyers first game back. Um, as we mentioned, you know, it's kind of seemed to be the case that teams have been pretty slow coming back. The Flyers are potentially with uh, without a ton of guys, though. Uh, we'll kind of get to that, but there's some players that I've never heard of, and normally I'm pretty good at hurting of most players that come into the league, but the Flyers are really pushing the envelope. Um, they're going to be really relying heavily on their top two lines, um, but we're going to get to all that. We'll break down the power play in just a moment. Is there any other news and notes before we get cracking on kind of really going over the Flyers just so everyone has all the news? Um, Panarin sounds like he'll be back for yeah. the Rangers, so um, expect him to and sort of play in his normal line. Miller. And also Kandria Miller. So basically, uh, they lost Jake Truba, though. So, you know, kind of a one-for-one deal there. Um, opens up a ton of minutes and slight opportunity for some of those, you know, lower defensemen. But mostly just makes them slightly worse defensively. Even though I'd argue Jacob Truba is not the best, you know, player in the world. I don't think he's a very good defenseman. But uh, he's certainly serviceable, which is not the case for, you know, uh, say Jack Johnson. Um, so, you know, that's just something that, we'll need to keep in mind uh tell me about the flyers though because you know yeah. some of the big names like connect me and drew are on still on the covid list right yes correct so correct the drew voracek also on the covid list means that the first line is going to be jvr who has been red hot i'm a huge fan of him tonight um on all kind of platforms and anyway you want to bet uh terrier and Faraby are the top line they're also all correlated on the first power play the first power play like i said jvr Katerier, Faraby. Nolan Patrick and Gustafson um, rounding up that first power play, which is a little bit weird. I'm not super high on Gustafson as a kind of a shooter on that unit, but he is cheap enough on DraftKings and FanDuel to play within stacks. Um, and then we have you know, line two with Raffle, Hayes, and um, er- 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 Abu Kobin. How do you say his name again? I was literally like all they wrote is N-A-K and I was like oh my god I can't even like try to say his name right now um so that is just like a shutdown line it seems like <laughs> like very weird way to put it together but mm-hmm. fair enough after that it gets very strange uh Samuel Morin is on the fourth line wing 
normally a defenseman, but as Matt mentioned on the last show, he, or on the other show we recorded, he is actually converting to a forward, uh, but it really seems like the offense is going to derive through that first line. So some of these player props that you're going to get for Philly, if you're going to take them, I think it's going to be this, this top line is just kind of far and away where you're going to want to go with it. So Matt, anything you want to get to in this game? Um, yeah, I mean, I really like the over here, sort of the same mindset I had on Tuesday. Like, uh, you know, Zibinijad didn't even have the score for that game to hit the over, but one of these days, like Zibinijad's going to score goals, um, you know, defensively, both these teams, I don't think are at their peak right now. Uh, it's fair to say. And, um, yeah, I mean, just the pace of the Rangers have been playing at is, you know, very high. Uh, pucks are going to start going in the net. So the over-under right now is listed as a six. Uh, I, I really like the over there. Um, I think this has a pace comparable to, you know, Toronto, Ottawa, if not quite as lopsided. So uh, give me give me the over in this game just in general. And I like a lot of the pieces, you know, as well, because they're cheap. You can get good value uh, both in betting and, you know, on player props. So um, let's see. At this current moment, we don't have this – Zibinijad, uh, you know, so we have Zibinijad. We don't have the Flyers shot odds, though. Uh, if we get yeah. JBR there, like, I really, I will really, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I it don't think it'll be, be high enough. Price out of consideration for me to have that in uh, as one of my favorite on the par up uh, for any parlay in the night. Um, yep. You know, if you get power play points, like I said, if you are going to play one of the, uh, I don't think we have the Flyers. Oh, we have a couple of the Flyers. Um, Wow, they only have like two guys that aren't even on the first unit. Wonderful. Um, so I don't even have them. Game. I'm in. I'm you in uh, yeah. PA, so yeah, I can't well, even see enough, them. Fair enough. Yeah, they're, they're really missing. I mean, both sites just seemingly like don't have anything right now, which is yeah. a little way, frustrating to record. But we're recording this at like 11:30 on the east. It's not like we're recording it at like six o'clock the day before. <laughs> like, come on, guys. What's going like, on? There's nothing here. Um, um, okay, I think just a couple. Um, I was kind of touting uh, Zabinijad kind of getting off the stein and getting some points um, in this game, maybe a goal. He is plus 182, which isn't great to get a goal, but I think against this really uh, banged up or, you know, not well, you know, COVID written Flyers team, uh, him to score is, I think, a decent bet to take. Um, I also really like the Adam Fox point bet. Uh, plus 108. I think, you know, the Rangers could find some goals here. And I think that, that those are the guys who are going to get it through uh, with Panarin involved as well. Okay. Uh, so let's go from there over to the Islanders at Pittsburgh. Uh, the Islanders fresh off of, you know, suffocating the Sabres here. Um, and Pittsburgh fresh off of, uh, you know, kind of dead loss to the Caps as well. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, Pittsburgh right now is list, currently listed as a favorite. They're at home, so, you know, maybe yeah. that's part of it. But it's really hard to watch the last, you know, week or so of both these teams and think that the Islanders aren't uh, at least a good value here. Uh, on the season, they're kind of an insane 11-4 and four against the spread, and Pittsburgh is 2-12. and 12. Uh, Pittsburgh has not won games by, you know, more than a goal, basically. Um so, yeah, I mean, the Islanders sort of strike me as, like, an immediate value. DJ, any uh, counter thoughts to that? No, no, I think that I totally agree with that. I think that they're – I think this matchup just says that well for them. Um, you know, the Penguins struggle in goal. I think that helps the Islanders. If they can get up early and kind of shut down as best they can these Penguins' top two lines, then they should have a pretty good uh, kind of path to winning in this game. Um, the offense has really gone through Anders Lee – from Barz, Barzal. Uh, Barzal did lose his nine-game point streak last game against the Sabres, even in, in the win. So, you know, he'll be back out there firing. Um, Anders Lee to score is plus 235, which doesn't really seem right for the guy. They're clearly trying to get the puck in scoring opportunities, plus 104 to have a point, um, stuff like that. Like, he's just been the focal point of the offense. Um, doesn't have the shot prop odd right now that I'm seeing. Do you see it? Um... Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing three plus 108, which... Okay, I, uh, maybe I've got to refresh the page because it just has locks. <laughs> I'm also seeing Rust, cool. though, at minus 108 for over two and a half. And I, <laughs> I think, you know, Rust is really, really <laughs> solid. Um, they do not want to price that correctly. It's, yeah, no, you know... Well, uh, and I'm okay even, with it. 
even in one of the absolute worst games that the Penguins have played all year, he still hit four shots. Um, top power play, top line. Brian Rust, like when you get a shot prop, you just bet the over, apparently. Um, you know, basically the the money maker so far this year. Um, Are you over or under? What do you, any thoughts on that? I mean, I think it, it sets up to be an under, but it's not a, a lock by any stretch. Yeah, I mean, because I like the Islanders, I'm sort of siding with the under because, you know, they're one of the they're a team that absolutely just puts the clamp on a game as soon as they get a lead. They just do not, you know, they don't let anything happen. Um, however, if Pittsburgh gets, gets up early, you know, you could definitely see some fireworks and, you know, the Islanders who have the firepower to make this an over. Um, so maybe something like betting a you know first period over might be a bit better than the full game. If, if you think that the game sort of, you know, goes off, I think it goes off early versus, you know, going off late. So, um, you know, that's just one one of the main thoughts I had about that game. All right. Yeah, I think we covered that one pretty well then. Let's get over to Nashville at Columbus. Uh, are you ready? Uh, yeah, we can get into that one. So Columbus uh, at, at home, minus 130 favorite here against Nashville. Um, Nashville is not playing, not playing very good hockey, if you ask me. Um, and Columbus, you know, they have that top line that's clicking, but they – you know, they haven't really been playing at their peak either. So kind of two teams that maybe have a little bit left to offer. Um, you know, do, do you have a lean toward one of these sides? Yeah, I mean, I really do think it's a bit of a toss-up. I, I do like Columbus a little bit in this matchup. It's not very strong. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more from them, but their top line has been clicking. They just haven't really found the secondary scoring to go along with it. If that does come to fruition, they should find a way to win. Um you know, last game for the, well, I mean, really every game for the Predators lately has kind of been the same story of just not finding goals huh. and, and, you know, they're creating opportunities the best they can, but not quite getting it done. And, uh, you know, and the goaltending has been suspect at best. I slightly like Columbus. I like the under an okay bit. I'm not super high on it either. Um, but I think that that's kind of where I'm initially leaning right now. Yeah, uh, both these teams are definitely outperforming their, um, you know, I would say offensively for the Columbus and Nashville sort of uh, giving up way more than they should be based on, you know, just how their defense is playing. Um, So, you know, it's a a tough place to bet under because of that. Um, But honestly, that's sort of where my head's telling me, like, um, you know, I just the expected goals are just not there for either side. And yeah, you know, you have shooting talents like Forsberg and Patrick Laine and even Cam Atkinson's, you know, on a bit of a roll here. Um, so maybe if you, you know, want to keep it going, something like Cam Atkinson first goal, um, you know, our, our board Chris Meany, I think had that on Tuesday yeah, as part of his, uh, you know, or was it Monday? I think it was Monday. Monday. Part of his super, super parlay that almost hit. Um, mm. You know, I think that that's, you know, solid. Um, but my lean is mostly toward the under and then toward any of the natural defensive guys. So if we get a, you know, Roman Yossi shot prop, um, I really like him. A lot of their offense just flows through him. We, yeah. um, and also he does have the props now for this game. Um, no, Roman Yossi three and a half plus half plus one fifteen. Um, I think that's, that's pretty fair. I, I, I like him in that, that kind of a range in this game. I think they're going to definitely try to be feeding him. Line A over two and a half at mine 131, 134 seems maybe good. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, it's weird because he's, he's not of, a yeah. volume guy, but he's yeah, such a lethal shooter. It's like, uh, you know. Yeah, why? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I think that, you know, the Yosti, he is, you know, I think 50 50 on three or four. Like that seems really likely for him. He's also minus 134 for just a point, one point. Um, that seems pretty good to take as well. That, they haven't really priced that out of consideration. It's like most of these guys are, you know, not <laughs> super juiced to get not, not get a point at all. So yeah. I like that a good bit. For sure. Um, and, you know, would be remiss to know um, Seth Jones sort of being the guy here uh, on their top power play, you know, with Liney getting so much attention, five to one odds on him to score and five to one odds on Ryan Ellis to score. If you're trying to get crazy, both of those guys, I think, um, you know, maybe side Ryan Ellis slightly, but both those guys, are just, you know, uh, good shots from the point. This game should have a decent number of power plays in it based on Nashville's play so far this season. So um, anything else here? 
Now let's get over to the uh, first six and a half total of the slate. We have Ottawa at Toronto after a pretty big dud um, on Wednesday night. <laughs> major, uh, it yeah. was yeah, major dud, if you will. Uh, Austin Matthews got his uh, you know normal goal in this game. He gets one of those every game. It seems like against Ottawa, but didn't really do a whole lot. The uh, Mitch Barner one shot on goal game was not optimal for most people, um, and. Uh, Brady, the truck had a million shots on net and a goal, which was very cool. But we'll take a look at this one, um, looking at it, new slate, new day. Is there anything that stands out here? Are you a fan of kind of going back to the six and a half over under and, and saying like maybe there's more here? I mean, I think both of these teams have pretty good projections to score. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, what I what I you know, what I know is that even though this game was a letdown on Wednesday night, people will be going right back to it. Uh, you know. Matthews, Marner, Tavares. Um, I would be a little surprised if, um, you know, the Kachuk-Norris line didn't get a little bit of buzz coming in because we didn't really expect Norris to be on the top power play, but there he was. Um, so, you know, Norris and Kachuk, I think, you know, uh, I, I just really like both those players. And whenever Josh Norris is on the top power play unit, I'm looking to fire, you know, with him. Um, so as far as betting is concerned, I'm not sure I want to go back to the, you know, betting in over six and a half. Um, obviously condolences to anyone who had that on Wednesday, but it's just sort of a, an area where I think I just want to take some of these player props. Um, you know, Brady Kachuk's shots. I think he's in line for another big game there, like you were mentioning. Um, but in general, not a ton that I think stands out just because Matthews is priced so aggressively and, you know, accurately. Yeah, I mean, I think the the one goal prop that stands out a little bit, I'm not sure if I, I ended up taking it or not, but Tim Stutzel to have um, a goal plus 425, um, that just doesn't seem entirely correct. Yeah, I would be jamming that, but he was the guy who got taken off of the top power play in favor of Norris. So it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, yeah. it creates a lot of value for Norris. Um, you know, maybe you just grab him at plus 335. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I kind that's of. Fair. That's fair. I kind of just want to wait. Maybe he gets a FanDuel prop, and we can, you know, jam shots on him because he and Kachuk are both very good rate shooters. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, if he's a, at a lower number than Kachuk, I think that that offers value, along with Brady's number that we already know, um, sort of offers up some value as well. So sure, um, those might be a little bit safer. I mean, they're definitely safer, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that I I'm gonna consider just uh, going to one of these like two point props as well. Um, Mitch Marner and Matthews plus one thirty five. Like, I think if you're if you're liking the over here, you could go back to either of those. Um, if you had to pick one of a player to have two points, is there one you like more than the other? Um, I mean, that's a good question because I don't. You know, I probably would go Marner, honestly. Um, You know, just he's the passer. Um, You know, Matthews is fantastic, but I sort of want to buy on Marner, especially if, you know, on daily fantasy sites, he'll be way under-owned just because he's 8.3 on DraftKings, kind of a ridiculous price. But for that very reason, he might be a good GPP play. Um, And you know that, you know, he's just a, he's a point accumulator. So um, I, I sort of lean toward him. I just wanted to mention one thing on their top power play. They had Boyd there. Um, the, the problem is, though, is that in the bottom six, they just don't play. So, you know, he was out there on the power play, but he played eight minutes in this one. Um, it, like, that's really tough to swallow for me. So I just sort of really want to stick to some of the high-end plays in this game and then use, you know, uh, value elsewhere, like in other other games, like for daily fantasy purposes. So um, I thought that was interesting because, you know, you might expect that power play one line three guy to, you know, play more than eight minutes, but nope, that's not the way Toronto operates. You really would. Um, are you ready to get over to the uh, terrible Sabres against the Capitals game? Yeah. You know, uh, well, how do you feel about the Buffalo Sabres at plus 148 here against the Capitals on the road, DJ? I mean, I'm just looking to uh, what the prop is on the goalie for Washington to have the shutout and just jamming, <laughs> <laughs> putting a second mortgage on it. Um, yes, the Sabres have broken me. I, I probably won't bet on this game in reality at all. 
Um, maybe I'll consider one of these shot lines uh, just because there's a lot of like plus value here, but I don't know. OV over four and a half seems like something that I might consider because I think the Sabres are going to give up a ton of Corsi against and Ovechkin should be a beneficiary. But other than that, I'm, I think I've retired from being a Sabres fan and better um, because I think that I'm now so negative against them that <laughs> I'm just going to be like putting Ovechkin to score a hat trick and saying like, oh man, like he only scored five goals. I don't know if I get, so I still get paid for that, but um, yeah, it's, it's tough times in Buffalo. Uh, it's been tough for like, oh, over a decade now. So why don't we continue it tonight with the Sabres probably losing? I don't give them a ton of, uh, you know, a ton of credit here to, to get the win in Washington, but I think if anything could happen, um, Washington minus 175 seems fair. I honestly do like this game though. In reality, I do like this game a lot to be high scoring. Uh, the six and a half is not what I was hoping for. Um, I saw it at six at one point, went up to six and a half. So not my favorite. I was kind of hoping to get it at five and a half, six, but um, I think it's, it's still fair at six and a half. I do think there'll be a decent number of, uh, a, a lot of Corsi in this game and a lot of attempt, the chances to get that six and a half. So Matt, what do you think? Yeah. You know, um, both these teams have been playing with tempo. It's just that the Sabres have not been converting their chances. Um, it's no. very similar to the Rangers situation. However, for the Rangers, we are seeing, you know, these guys being priced down. Um, you know, we saw Zabinijad, what he was plus 180 to score a goal, like Eichel's plus 140 and just dead yeah. shooting more. Um, I like Zabinijad's matchup a bit better. So like, yeah. I don't think the value is quite there on the Sabres, but, you know, being, uh, you know, non-homer, what's the opposite of a homer at this point, but like putting on no the, way. you know, putting on the glasses sort of digging in a bit shows you that this team's going to bounce out of it. Um, maybe not in this spot though, because I do think the Caps are playing pretty well. Um, Vanacek looked rock solid um, on Tuesday. So, you know, it's just an area where I think you just grab some of the key values that you, you know, just tend to grab with the caps, um, you know, OV being at the premier among those. Um, TJ Oshie, when you can find him, playing with Ovechkin at five on five and the power play. Um, I like him to pick up a point where you can find that. Um, and yeah, I think that was all I had from this one. I mean, OV is plus 100 on FanDuel for a goal, and Eichel is plus 175, 178 for a goal. I think, you know, you get those guys that are going to see over 20 minutes a night in a six and a half over under that are kind of the best players on each team. And I think that's worth, you know, considering at the very least. Uh, does, um, I'm, o- does Olsen have a power play prop there? Or can you not? Oh, I can see it. I can see anything. Olafson does. He has plus one seventy eight for a point. Okay, because that's yeah, that that's is his a job. That's wait, his life. That's a power play point, right? That is a power play point. Okay, I yeah, say. I was about to say, oh my god, for a point, like, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 that's a power play point. Okay, yeah. So Olafson's been getting the puck a ton on the power play. Honestly, it runs to him almost as much as it does Michael or Darlene. Um, so I, I like that value a lot. He's just very gifted offensively. Um, he's not the best. Sabres skater. power play has been good. Yeah, it's it's been it's been you know uh, clicking for sure. So uh, like, it's so sad how bad they are because the power play has been good and they still. I mean, they're five on five. It's just a. Uh, uh, I don't even. I can't even think. Like Bozo the clown, or I don't know. Um, all right. So before DJ just gets up and walks out of the room, let's. Uh, Let's move out. Uh, move on from that game over to San Jose at St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis minus two hundred here. San Jose sounds like they'll get Eric Carlson back. Um, yeah, so St. Louis at minus two hundred. Uh, also over under of six. I kind of am digging the under. Uh, you know, yeah. just right off the bat there. Um, this feels like a five and a half type game. You know, the Sharks will maybe try to push the pace. You know, especially when Burns is out there. But St. Louis, um, you know, coming off of basically two and a half weeks of just playing Arizona over and over and over again, I think will relish the opportunity to, you know, not have to play Arizona, who has looked very good um, to this point, especially that top line. But we'll get to them. Um, So anything in St. Louis uh, worth pouncing on here or is, you know, do you like their money line? Um, I mean, I definitely, if you, if right now, um, if just pulling up the DraftKings book, it is at six 
And I do think under on six is very fair. I think is that the oh that was the odds you said. Yeah, it's under on six. Yep. I think is, is pretty sharp. Um, I like St. Louis, but if it's going to be minus two hundred, I just feel like you could just find a better bet in this game uh, to parlay and not really take all that negative equity that you're going to get there. Um, it's you know I like them to win, but it's not anything that I'm you know a couple bounces either way could could stop. Um, the one interesting note in this game, well, I guess not interesting. The first part of it said is that Schwartz should not be in. Uh, he, the coach said he was getting closer, but not ready. Um, Bozak out a little bit longer term. Their first power play was, I don't know, weird, I guess would be the way to put it. Not what you maybe would expect. Um, it was Falk, Perron, Hoffman, O'Reilly, and Sundquist. Sundquist, though, not that, well, not, at least not confirmed in a top six role hurts his value a little bit, but he's super cheap on both sites as far as DFS is concerned. I really like Falk a lot. Um, I like Hoffman okay too. I think if you get him at odds for a point, um, you might want to look at it. It's minus 126 over on FanDuel, which isn't great. I don't know if he's, you know, anything close to a lock to get a point, um, especially when you could maybe just find something a little bit better than that. Uh, Matt, is there any initial lean? Are you looking at a prawn shot? Uh, total as we often do or what do you yeah you at? know um it's a slate with david Prawn on it plus 100 he's on listed twice in a row though i think yeah he has um you know playing uh with hoffman on the power play i think does draw some you know uh, they just want to feed hoffman slightly more also justin falk is a bit more of a shooter than uh tory krug has been you know historically so there are a couple reasons for that um so maybe you you know look towards someone on the sharks um unfortunately you don't get a vander kane because uh the thing i was going to mention is if carlson is out vander kane's actually like the direct beneficiary of that because he goes on to that top power play um and evander kane goes from you know 18 to 19 minutes power play two to 20 to 21 minutes power play one and we know evander kane's rates are just insane um yeah. so you know, I really like that if he's out, but that's not one of the guys offered on the DK Sportsbook. So, um, you know, not quite there. No, one no, interesting no. note is that Mike Hoffman on, you know, daily fantasy sites is like, I think he's 4.6 on DraftKings and Jordan mm-hmm. Cairo is like 4.7. Hoffman is playing the Jaden Schwartz role basically on the top line and the top power play, um, you know, plus 163 to score. Like, you know, just really good odds, and he's just mispriced in daily fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll talk about some of this at the end. But I really like a lot of value plays at wing and spending up at the other positions. So, and Hoffman is just one of the main guys uh, who sort of uh, does that for me. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that take. Um, I think that well, I'm, I'm FanDuel. If you want to get a little bit weird with those power play points, you you can get Hoffman at plus 210 for a power play point. Um, I think that's that could be pretty funny on the yeah. first unit. As that, I that's a so good number. That's a pretty good number to, to take. Okay. Uh, um, so is there anything else you want to mention or LA and Arizona time? No, it's uh, it's LA, Arizona time, baby. Uh, so it's Arizona time. at home, minus 159. Uh, the over-under is five and a half. So the over-under doesn't really interest me that much. You know, the, the Kings are the Kings. They looked uh they looked fast against minnesota i will say that much they they have a lot of young guys who can really skate um they introduced uh, matt roy back into the lineup so he returned from injury uh just so there's are some things to like about the kings here but man i think there's a lot more to like about this arizona team um you know they've been playing some weird off hours on the weekends and uh you know games of the blues in general aren't necessarily must watch events, but if you watch them play, man, Connor Garland is on another freaking level. He is so good. Um, That top line has been playing very well. uh, In addition, playing with Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller, their top line, their top power play, uh, they get Jacob Chikrin. So I think the money line here, uh, I just don't think the Kings can stop them. And you know, um, I really like them in daily fantasy. I like betting their shot props. Like, just give me everything Arizona first line on Thursday night. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely gonna have Connor Garland in my bet slip in some capacity. I'm not sure what it's gonna be yet. I think he's a really really good value on this slate. I 
on DraftKings Sportsbook, we're just not getting much of anything outside of the goal prop, uh, which is really annoying because I was thinking like two point Garland or at least one point Garland could be just like the safe way of going about this. So you'll have to go over to FanDuel if you like Garland as much as me to try to get in one of those bets. Um, yeah, if, if you are... A- if you are betting Phil Kessel at this point, like please at me on Twitter at fake moods and just let me know like why, um, you know, yeah. even not, not betting over or under or whatever, but just like Phil Kessel in general, like he just seems like, you know, he has name brand, I guess, but like, he's not that fun to watch. It's not like he's, you know, it's just crazy. Like, you know, why not get the actual best player on Arizona in there? Um, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, getting a little bit off, brand uh jacob chutrin chikrin to have a point plus 112 um can can you see the shot props for them um i'm not sure if it's not loading for me but connor garland has one i just nothing showing up um that's going to be my my one of my best of the night right there as long as it's not terrible terrible so if you pull that up i can promise you it's not terrible terrible because it's always yeah. it's always a very good value so is um, it above seven no, i was kidding <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I will work on getting that up. I don't have it yep, currently, just, but me neither. Nothing showing up. I don't know why these props hate us tonight. It's almost midnight. Put them up. Uh, <laughs> but okay, yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, I mean, so Matt, your guaranteed prop of the night is Phil Kessel plus three points at one thirty, uh, one thousand three hundred. I mean, um, mine yeah. I'll get to with the Garland news, but um, yeah, we'll, yeah. We, is there anything uh, else in this game? It's currently locked, so we do not know. Um, oh yeah, my, my, my favorite bet, though, might honestly be this money line for Arizona. I, I just yeah. I do not get why they are only minus 160 here. Um, this yeah. feels like a Blues-Sharks type game to me, um, and they're minus 200. So, you know, uh, that's just – that's my lean, uh, unless we get some something wild on Connor Garland, obviously, but I don't expect it'll be that crazy. Um, so I just like the this Arizona team in general. They they look fast. They look skilled. Um, seems like if their top line can score, they have no problems defensively. So, yeah, just I think good things all around uh, on that Arizona money line here. All right, all one right. more game. Yep, uh, one more game. We are going to finish it off with Minnesota at Anaheim. I was absolutely tilting the Fiala no point. He had the wraparound attempt that I really thought was going to go in. Um, he had a couple great passes over to Kaprizov, only one shot on net. Very disappointing. I was very high on Fiala. What are you going to do? You live and you learn. Uh, but this game against Anaheim, who's been pretty bad. Uh, first off, I think my first note would be I, I do like the under here. I, I'm not really that interested. Um in either of these teams scoring more than three goals. Um, I think that Gibson will be a net. That's going to kind of diminish Minnesota's outside a bit. I do like Minnesota in this game. I think Anaheim is just actually not good. Um, but Matt, what do you think initially looking at this game? I think it's slow. <laughs> um, Minnesota, you know, without Spurgeon, um, without a lot of regulars in their lineup, honestly, uh, was just really either unwilling or unable to generate any sort of tempo in that game with uh, without Fiala Kaprizov on the ice. Um, and those guys currently are not skating together based on some lines we saw um, on Wednesday. So I, you know, it's only a five and a half, but I still like the under there. Um, I like the goalies in DFS. For some reason, they're both actually very cheap. Uh, I think Gibson gets you like 7.5 and, Kakinen is 7.7 or 7.8 on DraftKings. Like very good, uh, just solid prices on goalies who should see a decent number of shots without a ton of quality to them. Um, So that's really my first thought. And that thought sort of informs the rest of this game. Like, you know, maybe just stay away. Uh, Let Fiala show it before I go back to betting him. Um, I still do think there's some value on Minnesota Moneyline. Like, you know, they're not great, but they're better than the Ducks. <laughs> so, you know, at, I mean, maybe, maybe that's right. Uh, but Absolutely. Minnesota minus 129, um, you know, that's that's just a shade over a coin flip. And I think Minnesota wins this game more times than not. So I, I still think that's decent value. 
Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the Dumba plus 540 goal prop isn't the worst thing in the world. We didn't get him on the first power play last game, which does hurt his upside, but I think they'll definitely be considering some changes considering they didn't score a single goal in the game. I'm hopeful that he gets back up to that first unit rather than um, Ryan Suter or maybe even Jordan Greenway, who was frustrating me all night. Um, if he gets back on that first unit, Spurgeon's not playing. He had like three shots in the first period, then he just kind of uh, faded away as they kind of got shut down a bit. Um, I think that he is a guy that definitely has goal upside. The interesting kind of, you know, new oncomer in the game was Kalen Addison. I'm not looking at him as really a much of a prop bet type of guy, but he's minimum salary on both sites. Um, so he is a guy that did see power play two times. We don't know if that's going to stick. If Spurgeon comes back, he might not even play. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, but he is a guy that we're going to definitely be considering in the future. He does kind of profile to be a decent DFS value in the future. Um, as far as props are concerned, um, I'm not going to be going with too much. I don't think there's going to be a ton of goals here. Um, so you're kind of more looking at the shot, uh, the shot props. I'm somewhat interested in Fiala still at two and a half minus 162. I do think that more often than not, he's going to put more pucks on net than two. Um, he did, did end up, you know, kind of getting shut down and he had that wraparound attempt that didn't end up getting on net or he would have had two. And, you know, you're kind of thinking, you know, one more at any twist and turn. He definitely was heavily featured in their offense. Um, I think that continues. Their power play and, consists of give him the puck and let him skate until he decides to pass. Like they all literally, it's like yeah. an ISO for James Harden or something. They just clear out yeah. and they're like, all right, you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you he know. is just far and away their most skilled player. I wouldn't say far away, but he's definitely their most skilled player. They're just watching. Um, he's awesome. So I'm hopeful for him to bounce back, but this game overall feels like a dud. I think one bet that I'm going to have a little bit of is the under in the first period. Um, I think just going with that, that plus 320 on the under goal in the first period is pretty fun um, just to, to jam that in. And I think that this game, if you like the under and you think, you know, not having a goal in the first period is somewhat likely. Uh, yeah, no, unders all around for me too. So um, there's all the games. Uh, do you want to recap with some of our favorite bets of the night? Sure, absolutely. So we we can start it off with I you know I'm, I'm gonna have some sort of Connor Garland. I want to know what his shot prop is. As long as it's under or well, as long as I get over on three, I think I'm gonna take it almost no matter what. Um, it has to be really really priced out of consideration. Unfortunately, like I said, we don't have it right now on FanDuel, but I will be betting it. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be somewhere around if it's three right near the, the middle, um, kind of like a pick them. Yeah, my guess, guess so. is two and a half minus 125-ish. That's, I think, yeah, where it's at yeah. over the weekend. That's where it's at last time. So if it gets to three, it might be even better because you might get really good odds. If you can get that, I think that, you know, you might want to consider it because I think he definitely is a, a, a coursey guy that just maybe even yep. hasn't seen his full potential. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, big fan of Garland and sort of rider to that uh, this Coyote's money line. I sort of laid out the case why I think it's more similar to the Blues in this situation. Um, so I just I think you're you know getting a lot of value on that line. Um, Arizona money line at minus one fifty at nine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I oh man, you know I think the under on the uh, Blues Sharks game is going to be one that I'm going to be maybe not hammering, but I think it's pretty much a pick them on that, and it's not it maybe a little bit favored to the under, but under six I think is is decently likely. Um, you know if the Sharks don't convert on, a, on their power play opportunities, I think they're pretty weak with the rest of their team outside of the top six, and the Blues missing Schwartz, missing Bozak, it just hurts them just enough maybe where they're having these kind of suboptimal top six players feed in. Um, that the Sharks can hopefully shut them down just enough. So I like that under. All right. Uh, Anders Lee, over two and a half oh, yeah. shots, minus 139. Uh, very, Easy very money. good value there. Yep. I, I really like that. Um, you know, first line, first power play. Going against Pittsburgh. Um, if they get down, they'll be shooting. If they're ahead, Anders Lee is probably the guy who gets them ahead. So, so I think he puts three pucks on that, you know, 75% of the time here. Just silly odds. Um Honestly, shot prop. Very All right, one more. Well, one more. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've got nine games. Might as well. Uh, we got nine games. All right. Don't no worry. I was. Yeah. My God, I was just pulling up the uh, pulling up the old DraftKings. But all right, I I think you know one of these Flyers Rangers props. I 
slightly like the over in this game, but I'm not going to be too heavy on that. Like I said, I think we know well enough on the flyers where the offense is going to derive from to where I would be considering that if we get a few more props, I think, you know, I'm going to be a little more interested. I we do, do have think... some over on DK Sportsbook, by the way. Uh, oh, we do, oh yeah, shots. we do now. Okay. Yep. Oh um, man, I forgot we don't have we didn't have that before. Yeah. So okay. So let me. How about Sean Couturier two or more points at plus three hundred? Do you like that one? Oh man, that one's that one's. You know, Matt. Thanks for reading my mind. <laughs> no, definitely. I definitely do. I mean, I really like. I mean, I could even get crazy with the JVR two goal if you want to get absolutely nuts for plus one. 1,300. I don't think it's crazy likely, but um, I do like him a lot in this game. I, you know, I'm saying this, the offense is going to be going through him. So let, let's get him. Um, yeah, let, um, let's get one of those two. This will not be my second, but uh, or my third, I guess. But I also like the Zabinijad props, uh, both shots yeah. and uh, points. Like I just I like think that a lot. he offers a lot of value here too. Um, Over for my seems like pretty likely. I like that. Yeah. Um, for my third one, um, I'm going to go with a Washington Capital uh, to score. I, I know DJ will like this one. Uh, Jacob Rana, like, you know, he's sure. top top line. Or I guess, you know, Nick Backstrom, top line center, but he's in the top six. He's also on that top power play. So, you know, uh, plus 200 on Brana. Uh, if you want to get crazy, Jacob Brana first goal, plus 1,300, um, wow. you know. It's uh, I, I'm getting a little spicy with that. Vrana's just an electric player, um, yeah. so I like him. Who, who's more likely, Vrana's first goal or um, JVR two goals? I mean, that's that's the same odds. I mean, great. <laughs> this is the, the Sophie's choice we've given you. Um, all right, so let's get over to uh, drafting really quick. Um, let's do a few of our favorite stacks. I'm going to try not to repeat the ones I did before. Listen to the Morning Skate podcast if you want a full breakdown of all of nine games with position by position coverage with even a little bit of goalie sprinkled in for you goalie people out there. I made Matt take some stances. So Matt, with all of my talk, have you come up with a couple of your favorite stacks of the night? Yeah. Um, and by the way, on the goalie talk, I did talk about Minnesota Anaheim. I think uh, whichever yeah. side of that game you're on, uh, both those goalies are great. Uh, so, you know, you are getting some extra uh, bonus coverage of the daily fantasy slate from, uh, from yours truly. Way to give um, people what they want. Yeah, my, my first stack, I am going to go with, uh, you know, just building around Nick Ritchie, I think, playing with Pasta. Um, I think that's, you know, very fun. And Nick Ritchie is just a great value. So give me uh, Nick Ritchie, David Pasternak, and then Charlie McAvoy. Uh, McAvoy is actually one of the best, like, expected fantasy point output players over the last few weeks. Um, and he's been good. You know, he's blocking a ton of shots, but the offensive part hasn't really exploded yet for him. So with him back on that top power play, um, I think Boston goes very overlooked, you know, just with how much attention I think Toronto gets. Um, so, and I like the second line more than I like Bergeron Marchand, uh, you know, at this current uh, construction. Sure. Um, so this is, you know, I'm not trying to be that biased uh, against the Sabres fan, but I think the OV Carlson sack is going to be way overlooked. Um, I think you could obviously, um, wait, OV um, Carlson and then Oshi would make the most logical sense from a construction standpoint. Verona, as you mentioned, gets a lot of that power play run on the first unit. So you could consider that, um, you know, or just do the two man. And I think there's better value in the middle um, other than Oshi, which is why I think the two man unit makes a little more sense. Um, you could kind of do the, you know, OV Carlson, and then even get the stack you just mentioned um, and still, I think, make it work. If you get one of these uh, bottom, uh, uh, Brat, bottom of the, the bin brat, if you will, on uh, New Jersey. Um, so, yeah, I think you can make those work together even in tandem. Yeah, um, you know, another stack that I think, you know, is not overlooked at all, but appropriately, uh, you know, just piled on will be Austin Matthews, um, you know, just stacking him with his power play mates. So Mitch Marner obviously has the most appeal, but Joe Thornton has looked okay in GPPs, especially Joe Thornton yeah. uh, is definitely fine. You know, a three point game from him obviously is insane. Um, so, you know, Joe Thornton, one of the best passes of our generation uh, and also Morgan Riley, you know, I don't think I'm going to Travis Boyd for reasons that i uh, discussed earlier, but um, you know, just, I think building around Matthews makes a lot of sense and um, just the sort of, 
also work off of that. There are so many cheap wings that you can play. You mentioned Brad DJ, but there's also Andreas Janssen, yep. uh, Anthony Beauvillier, like, you know, 2.5 for him. Um, and yeah, we listed like literally five or six of them over on the morning seat podcast. So just go through and, you know, listen to that and, you know, you'll get yourself a lot of good value to fit in these high end stacks. On, on the other side of the Flyers game, I do like the Rangers a lot. And I think Fox is going to be a focal point. I think that first line is easy um, to kind of put together with Zibinijad and Fox. And you could go Kreider. I'm not a huge fan of him. If you want to get way out there or not even way out there, but if you want to get weird with it, um, Kako and Keandre Miller as a two man is incredibly cheap power play two value. Uh, I think both of them just have been, you know, a, they've been good better than the price indicates. So if you end up spending way up on your Austin Matthews, your Mitch Marners, your Alex Ovechkins, and you need that savings, um, Capo Caco, five shots on goal in his last game out. You know, if he does that again, he already absolutely smashes value. If he gets a point, he could really be the guy that could break the slate wide open for you. And power play two line mate, Andre Miller, um, is a guy that has, you know, hit the blocks bonus. He's hit the shot bonus. So if he does either of those things at that price, if they both kind of work together in tandem, uh, at two, eight and three, one, you could definitely get the top guys in that you need. Uh, yeah, that's uh, good stuff. So, uh, like, I could, like we mentioned, uh, more DFS talk over on the morning skate podcast. You can find that on Stitcher, you know, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and if we're not on your app, you know, just let us know. We're always mm-hmm. you know looking for that. Uh, to be where you need us. And uh, also big thanks to Prize Picks for sponsoring this show here on the Mayo Media Network. Uh, go over there, sign up using the code MMN. Um, and lastly, for this show, go on YouTube, drop us a thumbs up, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, leave a comment with your favorite bet or DFS stack or any questions. You know, we love to get your questions uh, in there. And uh, yeah, anything else I'm missing, DJ? Uh, no. I think that pretty much covers everything. Definitely follow the Mayo Media Network on Twitter. Follow me uh, down here uh, and follow Matt down over there. And follow Chris Meany. Make sure you're watching the show uh, and listening to the show with him. Um, and follow the Mayo Media Network on Twitter. And we'll be posting our favorite two prize pick um, player fantasy points that we like tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, so with all that said, uh, thank you all for listening and best of luck on Thursday.